0: Jesus says to the disciples today, ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. Well, I asked for inspiration for the Holy Spirit to give me a homily this morning, but what I failed to ask was for inspiration on the right readings. So as I was listening to the first reading, I thought, well, that's not what I'm preaching on. So you're gonna get a homily that might not have anything to do with the readings. But still, you might be able to mine spiritual fruit from. Spiritual treasure. You don't find fruit in the earth. Never mind. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to talk today about gossip. Um, and why it's so fun. Uh, I, I just... I don't know, but recently it seems like the theme of my life has been like people talking about gossip or just gossiping or secret knowledge that they want to share and maybe they shouldn't and um, like there's something great about having some secret that you want to tell and immediately when someone says, okay, promise you're not going to tell anyone, everything in you is like, I gotta tell everyone. It's just hard, because if we know something and others don't, a lot of the times we have to fight the urge to say anything. And we can feel this tangible feeling inside of us, this feeling of unsettledness or a feeling that I'm I'm going to not be okay unless I share this secret knowledge that I have with anybody. Um, And I've been thinking about the nature of gossip recently. So as you might expect, people tell me a lot, um, some of which I can share. And some of which I cannot Um, and let me be very clear I'm never speaking about the seal of the confessional like that is absolute mostly because I don't want to be excommunicated but uh, it's not hard to keep that stuff secret but it's other stuff outside of the confessional that it's like okay well don't tell anyone I'm like oh what am I gonna do I I can't because then people don't trust their priests but um, it really it's hard It's really hard not to say anything when I want to, and I want others to know. I want to have that feeling of power that I know something that no one else does. Um, But it's funny because the nature of a secret is that it begs to be told, which then kind of betrays the secretness of it. Because the more people that know about it, the less of a secret it is. Um, And so I was thinking about the nature of gossip and what makes it so universal, so fun, so prevalent around the world that it easily crosses borders and cultures. Um, Gossip is nothing more than words. And right now you're thinking, I know, Father, you're really bringing the rocket science today, but um, gossip is words. And the nature of words is that they are meant to be shared. Their telos is to be shared. I can have a, a thought, but I don't actually need words to process how I'm feeling or the emotions that I have. But in order for me to convey those emotions or those thoughts to anyone else, I must use some form of communication. And most readily, that's words. And then I remember that Jesus is the Word. The Word of God spoken by the Father once and for all. So I think that at the heart of gossip, this urge and desire to spread words come from an innate desire within us to naturally spread the Word which is Jesus Christ, because we are built to inherently want to spread the word. And so Satan attacks that and gets us to twist the words we say so that rather than bringing glory to God with our speech, we tear down and detract and allow that beautiful gift of communication to be used as a delivery device for death. Well, now here's where it's not going to make sense, because we see that even the apostles weren't immune to to gossip. And that's in the first reading that I read that I don't know what day it's supposed to be on, but USCCB apparently told me that it was today. But the gospel, or the, the first reading is about the, the apostles hearing something. I'm sorry, it is the gospel reading. They hear something from the Lord. They hear him talk to John and say, uh, what if I want him to remain until the second coming? And so then it says, and they spread the word about that John was not going to die. So they take the words of the Savior and they miscommunicate them, they misunderstand them, and they spread them as the form of gossip. Oh, John's not going to die. John's going to be here until the second coming. Well, that's, that's not true. We know John died, and Jesus didn't come back before then. So. But even the apostles aren't immune to this, this desire to spread the word, and they spread it wrongly. Um, we make the petition to the Lord at the beginning of every Mass, either explicitly through the confidior, or implicitly through the penitential rite, that we would be delivered from the guilt of our thoughts and our words and our deeds. Those that we omit and those that we commit. Those that we do and those that we should have done. And yet people, myself included, often treat words as if they are harmless and have little consequence. Yet, like I said, at the beginning of every Mass, we make special mention of the way that we have sinned with our words, against the word. So may we all be convicted with a true sense of the weight of our speech to ourselves and to others, that we might be repentant and from this day until our very last day, use our words to bring about the kingdom of God, and so put into the grave the culture of death that we seem to find ourselves living in.